so Victor, uh, welcome. So your book, uh, Coalition of the Week, uh, is coming out this month. Uh, tell us uh, what this book main arguments are and uh, why do you want to do this, uh, write this book, which I think is very interesting. Uh, hi, Xiaobo. Uh, thanks for doing this with me. Uh, so the main argument uh, for the book actually has to do with um, some of the research that I've been doing for years, as you know, about factionalism. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, the idea of factionalism is that a dictator, in order to stay in power, would promote um, you know, a large number of people with whom he has worked with previously to senior positions uh, in an institutionalized dictatorship uh, like the Soviet Union, like China. However, what uh, looking at late Mao politics, what I realized was that uh, there is a limit to that strategy because even people um, who had been loyal to you for a very long time, uh, if they become sufficiently powerful, they can turn against a dictator. Uh, so for Mao, at least the strategy that he turned to uh, late in his life in order to stay in power for life was to promote a large number of very weak officials. By weak, I mean um, either historically tainted uh, so that it, it was very hard for them to make um, alliances with other elite or uh, very junior officials, you know, who have very thin networks. And those officials, because of their inability to challenge Mao's power, became uh, very safe coalition partners uh, late in his life. Very interesting. So I must say that I've just read quickly the introduction uh, part of the book, uh, the book proof. Uh, I find it fascinating. And I, I think uh, in the last, what, 20 years or so, we really haven't had any uh, work, uh, major work on Chinese uh, top elites, uh, political elites. Uh, so this book is both timely. I think it's uh, very refreshing. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm also curious how this book could be related to contemporary Chinese politics, especially how we look at Xi Jinping's rise. Uh, yeah, so that's a very good question. I, I think uh, the book tries to link to what is happening today in China in two ways. Uh, first, uh, the last substantive chapter talks about a, a kind of decentralized coalition of the week in the 1980s, which I argue directly uh, gave rise to the total consolidation of power by Xi Jinping today. Uh, as you know, you know, in the 1980s, um, the uh, veteran revolutionaries promoted a large number of very junior officials with thin networks into the upper echelon of the party. At the same time, uh, densely networked princelings, the children of revolutionaries, were actually discriminated against. There were a very large number of them and at the end of the day, very few of them made it into the top. Uh, however, the few who made it into the top uh, were able to capitalize on their very wide networks as princelings. And of course, the person who really took advantage of that was Xi Jinping. And, and I would argue that's at least one of the explanations for how he was able to consolidate power so rapidly upon taking power uh, in 2012. The other linkage, of course, is, you know, uh, a potential parallel comparison between late Mao and uh, politics under Xi Jinping, um, especially, you know, as he goes into the second and maybe even third decade of his rule. Um, you know, 
at the end of the day, uh, factionalism has a limit, as I point out, uh, and he may begin to pursue a coalition of the weak strategy in order to stay in power for life. Uh, I would argue, you know, looking at late Mao, there is a kind of a trade-off. Uh, and the trade-off is not that, you know, the government stops working or, or anything like that. The government continued to work in late Mao, but uh, basically the institutions became weaker and weaker, um, you know, policymaking between increasingly ad hoc. And I would argue, you know, there is a kind of uh, a trade-off between, you know, well-functioning institutionalized government and the coalition of the weak. Uh, and that's something that we could begin to see, uh, you know, as Xi Jinping enters a second and, and again, potentially third decade of his rule. Interesting. So as I was reading the introduction, uh, a couple questions came to my mind about your uh, analysis and argument. I think your emphasis is on the agency, uh, on how Mao himself uh, uh, sort of uh, applied to certain strategy, strategy of the weak. But I wonder how that sort of agency or strategy relate to, or how much it confined by the structure. You mentioned briefly about institution, a weak institution. So how's that interaction between the structure and the choice? The other question uh, I would uh, like to know is about contingency factor, right? So beyond institutions, beyond structure, beyond uh, agency, what about contingency? So. Is this something that happened, historic event that may, may have changed history? Uh, very good question. I think, yeah, so this kind of argument works uh, in a system like CCP, which is partially institutionalized. Uh, the dictator had to have the agency to move the regime one way or another. Uh, so, so I think there is some, some agency. 